There's something new on Airs LA every day. My name is Dr. Bill Takesta, and I'm the Chief of Optometric Services at the Center for the Parsi Sighted in Los Angeles, California, and the Consulting Director of Low Vision at the Braille Institute of America. Each Sunday, we're going to bring to you tips and information to help you to cope while living with low vision. Low vision and driving. One of the more difficult challenges for a person who has recently suffered from low vision is the thought of having to give up his or her driver's license. For many, they have driven for decades, and this inability to have a driver's license could literally take away a lot of their freedom, a lot of their independence. People may not want to ask others to drive them to the market, or for many people, they just want to get up and go and enjoy themselves, but without a car, this is something that's very, very difficult. I know for myself that when I was losing my vision, it was really something that I really did not want to do. I dreaded the thought of giving up my driver's license, but it really came to a point in time where I realized that I really needed to do that. I was driving home from work one day, and it was getting kind of late. It was dark, it was rainy, and I had a hard time with traveling in the different types of weather there. And by the time that I got home, I literally said, Thank you, God. I was so grateful that I made it home. My shoulders were all scrunched up. My neck was tight. I was sweating. And I realized I should not be driving. I was praying. I was praying that I would make it home without getting into an accident or running over somebody. And this was something where I realized if you're not comfortable, if you're not relaxed driving, then you really should not be driving. Now, for many people who have low vision, it's very important for you to understand that in 39 states, there is the ability to drive even if you are visually impaired. In most states, the Department of Motor Vehicles is going to require that you have a vision examination with a licensed optometrist or ophthalmologist. Now, during this examination, there's going to be specific tests that the doctor has to perform to determine whether or not you meet some of the standards that are specified by each state. Now, in the state of California, there's many tests that are going to be performed. First of all, the DMV wants to know what is the smallest detail that you could see when you're looking at the eye chart from 20 feet. You have to do this with your right eye, your left eye, and with both eyes. Next, the doctor is then going to try to design glasses that could improve your sight. They'll do a test that's called a refraction. And for many people who are visually impaired, they will use a telescope in this refraction to help them to be more precise or to refine that prescription. Once he or she has determined the best prescription for you, they will then measure your visual acuity under those situations wearing those glasses in the right eye, the left eye, and with both eyes. Now, in the event that if your visual acuity measures worse than 2200, you are not eligible to continue with taking the driver's test. If your visual acuity is better than 2200, say for example 20 over 100 or 20 over 80 or 20 over 70, then you are still eligible to take the driver's test in many states. In California, the basic law states that if your visual acuity is 20 over 200 in your better eye with the latest pair of glasses, you are not eligible 
to take the driver's test. In addition to these visual acuity tests, the DMV will also measure your side vision, also known as your peripheral vision. This is something that's very, very important because for many people who have eye conditions such as glaucoma or retinitis pigmentosa or even optic nerve conditions, this can often result in the loss of peripheral vision. Now what happens when you have reduced peripheral vision is that you may not be able to see the cars or the pedestrians or bicyclists that are off to the side. Let's say that you're following a car that's directly in front of you. If you have reduced vision and you're coming to an intersection, you may not see that car that is speeding and not ready to stop at that red light. Or, if a child is kicking his ball out in the street, you may not see it coming right in front of your car, and by the time that it, you see it with your central vision, you probably have already run over the ball, or, God forbid, that you've run over the child. So the peripheral vision is something that's very important to measure. The doctor will also measure your central vision. Now the central vision can often be affected if you have diabetic retinopathy or macular degeneration. For many people with these conditions, you might actually have a blind spot that's right in the center. So this often makes it very difficult if you're looking for a traffic signal and you actually don't see it. One of the things that happens when the brain has a blind spot in the central vision is that the brain actually will fill it in. So even though you might be looking directly at that traffic signal, your brain might fill it in with a blue sky because that's what it thinks it should be. And as a result, many people who have blind spots in their central vision, they don't actually see a black dot, but it's actually filled in by the brain. The DMV will also evaluate how well can the person scan. Do you have the ability to move your eyes to scan the road and to look through the intersections? Do you also have depth perception? There's different ways that we can measure depth perception, and one of them is called stereoscopic depth perception. This is the level of depth perception that occurs when you have two eyes. Now, if you have two eyes that see fairly similarly, then a person will have quite good depth perception in the stereoscopic format. However, if a person has vision that is much better in one eye than the other, then we tend to have poor stereoscopic depth perception. People who have poor stereoscopic depth perception may have a lot of difficulty with judging distances while they're driving at night. The DMV also asks the doctors to measure contrast sensitivity. Now, contrast sensitivity basically means how well can you see gray objects on a gray background. Unlike the eye chart, which is black letters on a very white background, when we drive, we often see that we have gray on top of gray. Sometimes the stripes that divide the lanes, they're not completely white. They're dirty and they're gray, and they're on top of a grayish asphalt or a gray concrete type of a pavement. When you have gray on top of gray, this is often very difficult to see. We see many people who have reduced contrast, they don't actually see the curbs because we have a gray curb on a gray street, and as a result, when they make a right or a left-hand turn, they actually don't see that curb. So for many people, the low-vision doctor can prescribe sunglasses with a special filter to increase the contrast, and this is something that could be very helpful. Now you ask, can the doctors do anything to improve the clarity of sight? Yes, the doctors can. 
Many times they will fit you with what's called a bi-optic telescope. This is a pair of glasses that has a very small telescope that's mounted inside the lens. The doctor literally takes the lens, gets a drill and drills a hole in it, and inside that hole a telescope is inserted. Now when a person looks through this telescope, everything is going to be magnified. It could magnify things two, three, four, and even five times. Now in each state, the requirements differ, so some states may allow you to use certain powered telescopes while others will not. But when a person is driving with these types of glasses, the person is looking through the regular part of the glasses the majority of the time. The only time that the person is going to look through the telescope is when he or she is trying to read a street sign or when he or she is trying to identify a traffic signal that's hundreds of yards away. As far as with simply driving and following the cars in front of you or driving and seeing the cars on the side of you, you would be using your regular vision through your regular glasses. So these bioptic telescopes are very helpful for many people who are partially sighted, people who have diabetic retinopathy, macular degeneration, optic nerve atrophy, and even glaucoma. This particular type of telescope could be very helpful to give you better clarity so that you could read the traffic signals or the street signs from distances that are much further. There's also other types of lenses that the low vision doctor will use, which are called prism lenses. There's what's called a Fresnel prism. There's also a Pelly prism. And these are different types of lenses that the doctor might prescribe in the event that you have reduced peripheral vision. Now these types of lenses can be placed on the side where you have the blind spot in your peripheral vision. Let's say that you're a person who has glaucoma and the glaucoma is very bad on your right eye but the left eye your vision is still very good and you have a good field of vision. Well if you cannot see objects that are in your right peripheral vision this could be a very very dangerous if you're making a right hand turn because you may not see a person stepping off the curb. Or let's say that you're driving on the freeway and another car is coming on the on-ramp on your right side and you may not see the car coming on the on-ramp. Well, these particular types of prism lenses are designed so that it will allow you to see objects on your right side more quickly. These particular types of lenses, they do take some practice getting used to and you do have to have a low vision specialist fit these for you. The second type of a prism lens is called the Pally lens. And the Pally lens is one where there's a prism on the top of the glasses and a second prism on the bottom of the glasses, but in the middle section there is no prism. So if you're driving and looking through the middle of your glasses, you see things just perfectly fine, so you'll see the car directly in front of you. But then, through the bottom of your glasses and the top of the glasses, you will then suddenly notice that there's actually a car that's right directly in front of you. So it's sort of a, a trick that the brain plays on you, but patients will quickly learn. So when you do see this other car that's sort of right directly in front of you, that's going to forewarn the driver to know that there is a car on the right side, and that will alert the driver to scan and to move towards the right side. There have been many patients who have been successful in using the Pally Prism with driving. So overall, it's very important to remember the first step is that you do have to go to the DMV to get this form and take it to a low vision specialist to perform these tests. 
Next, the low vision specialist may prescribe glasses, sunglasses, prism lenses, or bioptic telescopes to help you with your driving. Once you have been prescribed these types of glasses, the doctor will then train you how to use them. You will learn to use them as you're sitting, watching TV, walking, or maybe even riding a bicycle. But once you have mastered the ability to use these devices, the doctor will then refer you to a specialized driver's training program. There, you will actually get into a car and drive using these specialized types of low vision aids. If you pass that particular class, you'll get a certificate, and at that time, you'll be asked to go to the DMV to take your test. If you take your test at the DMV and you don't pass for whatever reason, then you can go ahead and you could appeal. You have the right to take the test numerous times. We've had other patients who have been given a driver's license that was restricted. Sometimes the driver's license may say no night driving or no freeway driving. And we've had many of our patients who actually could drive better on the freeway or they may have an eye condition where they see better at night. Well, in these cases, we simply had recommended to our patients that they would appeal and they were able to prove that they can drive safely on the freeway or at night or what have you. So this is basically the steps that are needed to go ahead and to apply for a driver's license, even if you do have low vision. So it's very important to not get frustrated and to actually consult with your low vision doctor about some of these different possibilities. However, if you feel uncomfortable, you really should not be driving. Many of you have worked years and years to gain all the different types of things that you have and you really don't want to be in a situation where you're getting sued simply because you did not stop driving. Also, you really don't want to be in a situation where you run somebody over or damage their life forever or the lives of their family member simply because of the fact that you didn't want to give up your driver's license. So be truthful to yourself and also do the right thing. Consult with your low vision specialist and see if he or she could help you to get your driver's license. For Airs LA, this is Dr. Bill Takeshta. Hope this information is helpful to you, and please tune in next time for more Living with Low Vision. This podcast is intended solely for the use of the blind and the print-impaired audience. Any unauthorized use is prohibited. 